ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया The subject to be discussed tonight is Sharanagati, the way of taking shelter. Lord Krishna's last uh, instruction to uh, Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, or the summary, or the summary of his instruction, is Sarva Dharma Dharman Parityadya Mamekam Sharanam Raja. Give up all varieties of dharma and take to this dharma only, taking sharan taking shelter in me. Now, especially in the modern world, it's uh, much promoted that you stand on your own, show yourself to be strong. Not only in the modern world, that is the uh, typical demoniac outlook. Ishvaro ham aham bhogi siddho ham balavan suki a, a, a demoniac person thinks, I am in control, I am enjoying, I am perfect, I am powerful, I am happy. And by the power of Maya, it might seem that we are in control, powerful, and so on. We see if someone is very rich or they have a lot of political power, they become as if intoxicated with the sense of being superior and being in control. Two famous figures in the recent history of Europe were Hitler and Mussolini. In their respective countries, Germany and Italy, there was a time when they were as if completely in control. The people, as if, worshipped them. Whatever they said, that was the law. They were completely in control, completely powerful. No, There's no even possibility of any political rival. So they had a very strong feeling, I am in control. And it seemed to themselves and to everyone else around them that they were in control. But it did not last very long. Eventually, Hitler, uh, in his country defeated in war, he shot himself dead. And Mussolini became so uh, unpopular within his own country that uh, he, he eventually he lost all his power and he was executed by his own countrymen. But generally, this, uh, of course, these are very big demons, but this is the situation of everyone in this material world they want to be independent of Krishna. They may be superficially religious, but they're really interested in enjoying themselves separately from Krishna. Just like an, uh, a, a young baby is completely dependent on the parents. But when they get older, they only care for their parents as much as they can, whatever they can get from them. They have their own life which they want to enjoy. So people treat Bhagavan like that also. 
they pray for something and if they get it, okay, but they're not really interested in fully taking shelter of Bhagavan. We don't really feel like we need God. But actually our position is helpless. I just gave that example of the child takes shelter of the parents. They feel fully dependent. But ultimately the uh, the parents, they cannot protect the children. Prahlad Maharaj, he prayed to Nrishimha that the Ultimately, the parents cannot protect the young children. Srila Prabhupada, uh, <clears throat> he related that there was some competition for painting. Someone had to paint the face of a mother watching their child being killed. And the first prize was given to the someone who painted the picture of the mother with the eyes closed because they could not watch. So, so sometimes it happens that some extremely demoniac people, they uh, by for, they kill the children in front of the parents, and the parents they cannot do anything to resist. Actually, in Goa, we are told during the uh, the, the uh, Christians they were making new converts. This was some hundreds of years ago under Saint Francis, someone or other. Uh, those who would refuse to convert. They would kill their children, the children in front of the parent, and but they would cut off the parent's eyelid first of all, so they couldn't close, so they'd have to watch. There's a bit of horrible historical detail there, but that that just uh, supports the point, and practically that the uh, the parents cannot, if fate is such, the parents cannot protect the children. Narthasya chaga, someone who is distressed. There's no human or material uh, antidote. You may say, oh, someone is very sick. Bring the medicine, bring the doctor. But you may have the best medicine and the best doctor, but if fate is such, you cannot be protected from from death. Udanvati Majjato, no. This... Uh, one may be on the ocean and you think, well, we're on a very good ship. But if the ship is fated to sink, then the ship cannot save you. Now there's this anniversary, 100 years since the Titanic ship sank. This ship was advertised to be unsinkable. It's a, it's, it's a triumph of technology and science that we have made a ship which cannot sink. And on its very first voyage, it sunk. Prahlad Maharaj said some thousands of years ago, but unfortunately these people, they didn't read Srimad Bhagavatam. Even they were so proud that they, you see there the icebergs, which is like a huge block of ice, which is extremely dangerous, that if a ship, if an iceberg hits a ship, it sinks. And they were sailing, and they, they were just sailing right into the iceberg, and they said, no, no, it doesn't matter, it's an unsinkable ship, they were so stupid. And they hit an iceberg, and they sank. How do you translate iceberg in Tamil? You have a word? Yeah? Okay. So at least it cut down the demon's pride a bit. Now they don't advertise any more unsinkable ships. The whole idea, yeah. the whole idea in science that we're going to conquer nature, and this was it, the Titanic ship. We've made a ship that will not sink. And first voyage...
right to the bottom. Tsunami. What will you do, Mr. Scientist? There's a tsunami coming. They can they can say run away. That's all they they can't stop it. So these are facts of the universe. It's given by Prahlad Maharaj. Tatasya tat pratibhidhir whatever measures you see in the material world people are always trying to they're always doing something to try to adjust their situation to, to make themselves safe from the dangers of this material world but Prahlad Maharaj says he's praying to Nrishimha that until they take shelter of you then they cannot be sheltered. All their plans will be destroyed. The great example was Hiranyakashipu. He thought that he was safe. He could not die. And he died. Prahlad, he made no plan to protect himself. He simply took shelter of Vishnu, Krishna. But he was completely safe. All the, all the things Hiranyakashipu tried to do to kill Prahlad could not work at all. So it, it just makes sense to take shelter of he who is all-powerful. Because we are very weak. Sometimes we have, uh, suddenly we have some experience of that. We're, we're driving on the road and all of a sudden... Uh, uh, we, we see there's a truck coming at us full speed, straight at us, on the, in the opposite direction. And all of a sudden we realize we're, we're helpless. There's nothing we can do to stop. We, we may, we're going to die now. We may be saved. Sometimes it happens that, that you just swerve at the last minute. But many times it happens that, that the, you don't swerve and there's a head-on collision and people just die. So, uh, in, in a time of like that great danger, we may remember God and that we, that we should take shelter of Him. But generally we don't. Generally we think everything's nice, everything's good, no need to remember God. That is called Maya. The sense of being comfortable and safe within this material world. When actually we have to suffer repeated birth and death in this world. Now, if someone is intelligent they understand that I'm not in a safe position. We have to be born, we have to die, and suffer again and again and again. See, mostly when you come to religious gatherings, they'll tell you some nice stories, and tell you how nice you are. Who's going to tell you? You're going to die and get born and suffer again and again and again. Who wants to hear such unpleasant things? But these are facts. This is the unavoidable reality. So we should discuss this. Everyone should realize that this material situation is not good. We should get out of it. So what is the way to get out of it? Well, to get moksha, people become yogis. They perform difficult austerities. But that takes a long time. It may take many lifetimes to get moksha by such a process. Because it's very difficult to become detached from this material world, which is required if one is going to be liberated from it. So there is a much better and easier and practical process 
than performing austerities to try to get liberated. That is called Sharanagati, which means to realize that we are dependent on Krishna. He is called Mukunda or Muktidata. He is the one who gives liberation. So if he wants, he can very easily liberate us from Maya. And actually, what is this Maya, this illusion? Illusion means to think, I am happy in this material world, when actually it is Dukalayam Ashashvatam, a place of misery where everything is temporary. So the root of this Maya is to not accept the fact that we are dependent on Krishna. That is why we are in this material world. So if we, if we simply accept that I am subordinate to, I am dependent on Krishna, then automatically we are liberated from this material world by Mukunda's grace. But because we have uh, Viparita Buddhi or turned our opposite way of thinking, uh, it's very difficult just for us to understand. I am a servant of Krishna. I am not an enjoyer of this world. So Sharanagati is the process by which we take shelter of Krishna. As long as we are taking shelter of a false identity in this material world, we have to get born again and again and again, and again and again have a false identity. A person thinks that this is my mother, this is my father, this is my wife, these are my children, this is my home, I'm a member of such and such community, I do this job, and in this way we identify with the situation which we are presently in. But this is not our real identity. We have to get, we have to die, and then we'll get a new body. And then we'll get uh, a new set of coordinates, a new set of upadis or designation. If we're born as a dog, we'll think, well, I'm a dog, this is my mother, and this is where I live, and we think like that. So we, in this way, we identify with, or we take shelter of a false identity. But our real identity is that we are eternal spiritual beings, eternal servants of the Supreme Spiritual Being, who is Krishna. But due to Maya, we find it very difficult to understand this. We think, well, I am, this is me. I am Tamil and I am an Indian citizen and I am 29 years old and this is my wife. And like, we, we I very strongly identify with these temporary designations. But when we understand that identifying with these false designations that binds us in this material world, then we should take to the process of Sharanagati. That means to take shelter of Krishna. When we understand that our parents, our wife, our children, they cannot protect us. Asat Sainya is just like being protected by a you have a bunch of soldiers to protect you, but they're all plastic soldiers. Well, how can they protect you? So our parents, our children, our country cannot protect us. We may think, I have a very secure job, 
and one day we walk in and they say you have no job you're thrown out there's no permanent shelter in this material world so when we understand that our real shelter is Krishna then we have to take to the process of, of Sharanagati so that is a process by which we can gradually understand that or, or realize that I have nothing to do with this material world my actual relationship is with Krishna this realization uh, is manifested in uh, two uh, attitudes towards activity. Anukulyasya sankalpa. We should, we decide that I will only act in a way that is favorable toward cultivating my sense of being a dependent servant of Krishna. And pratikulyasya varjanam. We decide that I will not do anything that will impede my cultivation of bhakti to Krishna. So practically this means to follow the process of sadhana bhakti. Activities favorable for cultivating bhakti. There are many such activities. Among them the most important are associating with devotees. Nama kirtanam chanting, yeah, chanting the Bhagavad Shravan hearing from devotees the message of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, residing in Mathura, that may not be possible for everyone, but, and uh, Archana, serving the deity with great faith. So these are activities of bhakti, and there are many others. And there are activities which uh, impede, they're, they're obstacles in our advancement in devotional service, associating with materialistic people, people who are interested just in enjoying their senses, meat-eating, gambling, illicit sex, intoxication. These are all activities that impede the development or, or the, the awakening of our pure consciousness, of our Krishna consciousness. So, uh, these are the first two angas or limbs of Sharanagati to resolve to act in a way that will help us to advance in bhakti and to give up all activities that will impede our advancement. And Rakshishatiti Vishvaso, to, to take shelter of Krishna, means to have firm faith that Krishna will protect me. Now, this is a very, uh, this is the central point of Sharanagati. Now, if we hear about the activities of great devotees, it may seem they were not protected. The Pandavas had to go through so much difficulty. But you see at the end, ultimately, Krishna assured Arjuna. He said, you should tell others, or you should tell others that my devotee is never vanquished. So the Pandavas are one example, and there are many examples, of devotees who faced very, very difficult tests over a long period. They always kept their faith that whatever is happening, that is Krishna's desire. And because they uh, had that faith, Krishna ultimately delivered them. So that is the third principle of Sharanagati, to have uh, complete faith in the protection of Krishna. And the, and the fourth is Guptritvevarnam, to uh, accept a sense of complete dependence on Krishna. We don't, uh, we don't think that 
by my own strength I will achieve everything. Or that, that we, we, we don't feel dependent on anyone. Krishna is maintaining. That means we don't run to different demigods and different babas and bogus gurus and all this. We simply take shelter of Krishna only. So, go to Dvaivaranang Tata. Then Atmanikshepa, to, to fully throw ourselves at Krishna. Yes, I am only yours. With no hesitation. Not maybe, or well, I'm not quite sure, or later I'll, I will surrender to Krishna. No, just without hesitation. Just throw, throw ourselves at Krishna. Throw ourselves toward Krishna. And Karpanya, to always remain very humble. Because sometimes, uh, even in Bhakti, some people they show uh, egoism. Oh, I'm a very big devotee, I'm, I'm doing so many things. But such a spirit is antithetical to Bhakti. So, these are the six uh, angas or symptoms of Sharanagati, that, uh, by which... We are sheltered by Krishna. Krishna is ready to give us shelter. But if we think, I will take shelter of my house, my bank balance, my family and community, then we don't get the shelter of Krishna. Srila Prabhupada translated into English this word, Mame Kam Sharnam Raja. He translated this, Surrender unto me only. So, surrender means to place yourself before someone without any independence. Usually this word is used just like a, 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 a con- one country in a war, they surrender, they give up, they, they submit themselves to the invading forces. Or um, another example is a criminal is on the run and he realizes that now the police, they've surrounded me, I can't get away. So he surrenders. Okay. He throws down his weapon and says, Okay, you take me and arrest me. Otherwise, he just get killed by the police. So the word surrender is used when you have no choice. You're overwhelmed and you either have to submit or you'll be destroyed. So that word is uh, conventionally used in the sense of someone who has to submit to a higher power. Understanding that... Uh, Usually it's in a sense like they don't really want to, but they have to for their own benefit. It is, But surrender to Krishna means to submit to him, understanding that he is a higher power. Uh, I, am, I am completely dependent. He can kill me or maintain me or whatever. But surrender to Krishna is not like that of a, of a criminal surrendering to the police. It's a very sweet relationship that the devotee accepts that, yes, Krishna, I am yours. Amitu toma tomito ama ki kaj This Bhaktivinoda says, I am yours, you are mine. What business do I have with other people's so-called wealth and everything else? But actually, it's a fact we're in a very horrible position in this material world and that we should surrender to the Supreme Power who is Krishna, to be relieved from this situation in this material world. But it's also a fact that that act of surrender is 
not something forced or fearful, but it's a very sweet relationship with Krishna. Krishna is very kind. He doesn't, uh, if we submit ourselves to him, he doesn't say, okay, well, first of all, we have to punish you for all your sins. He says, Sarva dhaman parityaja mame kamsharnangraja ahang tva sarva pape bhyo moksha yishami masucha You give up all other ideas of dharma, fully take shelter in me, and I will deliver you from all sinful reactions. Don't fear, Krishna says. So, uh, Krishna is the supreme power, but we need not fear him. Just like, for instance, we may, if we are just walking and we see a lion is there openly. Nowadays you won't see, previously in India, that used to be. And we feel very afraid because the lion can very easily kill us. But the little lion cubs, they don't feel afraid of the lion. They know that the power of the lion is there not to destroy me, but to protect me. So like that, if we take shelter of Krishna, then uh, although in the form of Narasimha he rips apart the demon, Hiranyakashipu, but he protects the devotee, Prahlad. So the demons, they are ripped apart. They're uh, all there. Their plans, their buildings, their family, they're just ripped away from all of that. It's all ripped to pieces. And then again they get another body and they think, oh, this is very nice. And again it's all ripped to pieces. But devotee like Prahlad takes shelter of Krishna and is fully protected eternally by Krishna. So the first thing we should understand is that we need shelter. We are not safe in this material world. We're in a very unsafe position. Guaranteed, everyone here is going to die. I'm not cursing you. I'm just stating a fact. Not only guaranteed everyone will die, but will die again and again and again. Can you imagine if you, you know, like you're, you're tortured and then all your wounds are healed and then again you're tortured and then again all your wounds are healed and then again you're tortured. So, so that is material life. We get a new, fresh body and we think everything is very nice. But then we have to suffer in material life and then we have to die. And then we get a new start. And again we think everything is very nice. And again we have to suffer. And again we have to die. This is not a good situation to be in. If we take shelter of Krishna, Krishna will deliver us from this horrible situation. So, it's not a difficult thing to understand. And it's not a difficult thing to do. How can we take shelter of Krishna? It's very easy. Begins with chanting His holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. See, everyone's putting their hand up. It means surrender. Krishna, save me. But we have to go on chanting. Go on surrendering to Krishna. And Krishna will deliver us. And we'll be happy forever. And if we don't surrender to Krishna, then we have to suffer forever. So, up to you. What do you want to do? We can live happily with Krishna, or we can live miserably in this material world. The choice is ours. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Yeah. Any question, please? Anyone wants to say anything? They can come up and t- to the mic, or they, or they, can, they, can, they can write it down. No? Okay. 
Please ask the question that uh, now uh, there is rebirth. Uh, how to practically realize that? I am seeing in the material world. Uh, I don't have experience of past life. Uh, so how do I realize that there is going to be a rebirth? I am going to be born again. I am going to suffer. So when I have a realization of this, then the attitude of surrender rises in me. We realize by hearing from Shastra, because we want to be an illusion. We don't remember previous births. So you realize by hearing and understanding. Realize means to know who is the chief minister of Tamil Nadu at the present time. Everyone knows. It's Jailalita. So how do you know? How do you know? Maybe you saw her, but did you ever see her? So how do you know? You got knowledge from TV, newspaper, all this. So you take knowledge from Bhagavad Gita. It's not difficult to understand. Dehino sminyata dehe komarang yobanang jara tata dehantar apraptihi. Just like we see the young baby body. See that there must be photos of you, your parents kept as a young baby, is it? Yeah. So maybe video of you crawling around, making noises as a baby. So where is that baby? Is that baby still? Where where is it? You are the same person. But you are not that baby. So this is stated in Bhagavad Gita that we we in one body the atma is a baby, then a young man, then an old man, and then a dead man. So where is the baby? The body is not the same as this body. You can say it's the same, but it's not the same. Where is the uh, mentality of the baby? That's gone also. So why do you say it's the same person? Body and the mentality have changed. But the person is the same. The person is the atma. Gradually, the body will become an old body. Then the young man body that you have now that will also only be in a photo. So this is the example given in Bhagavad Gita that the body is always changing, the mind is always changing, the person stays the same. That means the the, the constant factor is the atma, and then the body dies. But the person doesn't die because the person is different from the body. The, the the atma is separate from the body. Then he gets another body according to his karma and his desires. Were you born in Salem? Where were you born? Erode. So why were you born in Erode in a Tamil family? Is it Tamil family or? Why were you born in Erode in a Tamil family in a male body, and someone else is born in uh, Ethiopia? Why? Someone is born in a rich family. Someone is born in a poor family. Why is that? Someone is born with a congenital defect. Someone is born very intelligent. Someone is born very stupid. It's all due to uh, previous activities. We don't remember because we desire to enjoy in this material world separately from Krishna. So, if we remembered all the suffering that we went through, then we we couldn't have a very good illusion. So, Maya gives us the facility of forgetting, so that we can try to enjoy this material world. And Krishna gives us the Bhagavad Gita, so that we can understand that we are in this situation of repeated birth and death. And get free from it. So just like you can get all kinds of mundane information from the TV and the, the, the newspapers, for instance, that Jai Lalita is the chief minister of Tamil Nadu at the present time, you can get spiritual information from Bhagavad Gita.
And if you apply that in your life, you will get the result of being freed from this material world and having full bliss eternally in the service of Krishna. You see, we think that we are the body because that's what everyone else thinks and that's the way we we just presume that we are the body because everyone re- interrelates with us as if we are the body. But if we associate with devotees, with spiritually enlightened people, we don't treat each other as the body. If we get sick, we understand it's it's a bodily transformation. It's not me. We don't make a big fuss over someone's birthday celebration, except in the case of the guru, because it's understood that he's come to this world to give us spiritual knowledge. We don't make unnecessary arrangements for the body. Live simply. So we're we're culti- because we're cultivating the consciousness that we are spiritual living beings meant to serve Krishna. Therefore, we realize that we're not the body. But if we live with materialistic people who are always interested how we can get sense enjoyment, then you feel as if I'm the body, and it seems uh, impossible to realize that I'm not the body. But it, it's just a, it's a matter of keeping good association cultivating the right knowledge and chanting Hare Krishna. Anything else? Swamiji, one small clarification. Uh, for self-realization and mukti, there are different uh, organizations. They undergo a lot of meditations and other things. Even I have underwent several meditations. But I want to know whether all the roads lead to the same uh, uh, mukti or this is the right uh, way. I want to know. Well, I did discuss that in the class, in, in, in the speech, that some people, they undertake great austerities over many lifetimes to try to get moksha or mukti. But the easy, effective, direct, practical process is to take shelter of Krishna. So this is, it's not that all the processes are the same. That is discussed in Bhagavad Gita also. When Arjuna asks Krishna, that is, is the impersonal type of meditation the same as, or, or which is better? He doesn't think they're the same. He asks, which is better, in, in meditating on the impersonal absolute or meditating directly or serving directly Krishna? And Krishna makes it very clear that the, the direct process of bhakti to Krishna, surrender to Krishna, is the best process. It's very clear. You may say, well, why doesn't everyone teach that then? Why are there so many different organizations teaching different things? Well, what can we say? They're just... uh, Well, Krishna himself says in Bhagavad Gita, he describes this. Why people do not directly take shelter of him? Namang duskushino murha prapadyante naradhamaha maya paritagyana asurang bhavamashita In this verse... Uh, there's these two words, they're very similar. Sharanagati, prapati. So in this verse, prapadyante, persons who do not take shelter in me, Krishna describes. So uh, Krishna says that people who do not take shelter in me, who do not submit themselves to me, they are dushkriti, which means they're rascals.
And he says that there are four kinds of, basically four major categories of rascals. Some are just simply foolish, just too stupid to even think about self-realization. And others, they're very similar, they're the, the, the lowest among mankind. They're deliberately uh, cultivating materialism so that they have no time or interest for anything spiritual. There's another class who are materially very educated, and they're very proud of their education, and therefore they think, I don't need to, I don't need to surrender to God. And there's, there's another class who are just openly demoniac and openly against Bhagavan. There's, uh, has been very prominent in the recent history of Tamil Nadu, such people. And they've, they've poisoned people's natural instincts of bhakti. So why don't all organize, if they're spiritual organizations, why don't they all teach surrender to Krishna, which is the, by far the best process. Actually, it's the only real process to get free from the miseries of material life. So, uh, according to the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, which are, they are actually the teachings of spiritual knowledge, uh, if one does not take to this process of Krishna Bhakti, there's something seriously wrong with their mentality. So it's not that everyone is not that everyone who appears to be very spiritual is actually very spiritual, and that we can see very plainly in Tamil Nadu also, where one big famous guru is uh, disgracing the whole uh, concept or whole understanding of dharma. So we should we should uh, understand Bhagavad Gita as it is and not be misled by people who might appear to be saintly, but they have a different outlook to that of Krishna. How can you be saintly if you have a different outlook to Krishna? It's farcical. Yeah, anything else? Jiha. Kuchlok Bolte. Some people say, we follow what Krishna says. Ham jo Bhagavan Krishna kehte, usko ham Bhagavan kehte. Bhagavad Gita mein hi kehte ki atma hi Bhagavan hai. Nee dil mein Bhagavan basta. Ha ha. Har ek dil mein Bhagavan yeah, so the question is that Bhagavan is in everyone's heart, as is stated in Bhagavad Gita. So if we give pain to others, then we're also giving pain to God. Is that it? Wohi Sawal. Yeah, all right. Well, it didn't really add anything to the question. Why doesn't Bhagawan stop one person giving pain to another? Yeah, well, uh, Bhagawan himself is always fully blissful. 
in Satchidanandamai. So uh, he doesn't partake of the pains and pleasures of the living beings on the material platform. But in another sense, he is, uh, he is pained to see that we are forgetting him and suffering in this material world. And therefore, he comes to this world and speaks Bhagavad Gita to give us the knowledge by which we can come out of this material world. Uh, now, we may say, well, there's so much suffering in the world. Why doesn't Bhagavan stop it? For instance, a husband gives distress to the wife, or maybe the wife is giving distress to the husband. Why doesn't God in the heart stop the uh, one person giving distress to another? That is because Bhagavan give, or gives us all minute independence. We have a little independence given to us by him. We can choose to serve him, to take shelter in him, or not to. If we choose not to, then we come to this material world. And because uh, the attitude of not wanting to serve Krishna is one of envy of Krishna, that envy expands to envy of other living beings. So in this material world, uh, everyone is giving trouble to others. And those who are being troubled by others, they get that because they gave trouble to others previously. So, Bhagavan doesn't force us to stop giving trouble to others. If he, if he forced us to act in any certain way, then we would not be jivas. We would be ajiva. We would be, just be like robots. We are meant to love Krishna, but love must be voluntary. If we don't love Krishna, then we envy Krishna. If we envy Krishna, then we envy everyone else. Therefore, this material world is a place of suffering. So, we'll finish there. Another question. We all know that our life is temporary, but we so behind permanent, expecting everything permanent. So, how can we give up all material things? Well, this is very similar to the question about how can we realize that there's uh, repeated birth. We don't realize because we're uh, in the association of materialistic people who they all think that, yes, let's get money, a big house and all these things, then we'll be happy. But if we associate with devotees who live in a manner understanding that everything is temporary and the only real thing is Krishna Bhakti, then automatically by that association we will develop the same attitude, same understanding, the same realization. So thank you very much for uh, listening so patiently. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.